This is Kyle Tully, and you're listening to the Consulting Tycoon Podcast. This week, we're talking about how to charge premium prices starting today. Premium pricing is the key to your positioning to get better clients. It allows you to provide better service to your clients. It lets you afford marketing and afford outsourcing, and it's the key to a profitable consulting business. So let's get started. First up, I want to look at some of the mindset approaches that have allowed me and many of my coaching students over the years to start charging premium prices very early on in our careers. So my first uh, successful consulting business was a copywriting business. And I, my very first sales letter, I sold that for $4,000. And this is at a time when most newbie copywriters were charging around $500. And there were some fairly well-known professionals who only charged around $3,000. So at the time, that was quite premium pricing. And when I first launched my Consulting Tycoon coaching program, we had students who you know, had around six months of experience with internet marketing who were going out and selling websites in the five dollars to $7,000 range. Again, back at a time when most people, when they were just getting started, were selling websites for around $500 to $1,000. And that brings me to the first mindset of premium prices, which is premium pricing is a choice. You see, for a long time, most of us have been kind of indoctrinated that we need to be told by other people when we can do things, when we're worthy of charging premium prices, for example. You know, the school system and the corporate world, they both teach us that other people award us our titles, our roles, our responsibilities, and most importantly, or most damagingly, our rewards. So teachers tell you how smart you are, and they decide if you should go in the smart maths class or the dumb maths class. And for the record, I was in the dumb maths class. And your teachers tell you if you've passed their tests and can move up to the next grade. And then a piece of paper comes, and it tells you how well you did in school and whether you qualify to go to university. At work, your boss gives you a title. He tells you what your role is, what you're responsible for, and how you're going to be rewarded. Now, if you're in a profession like accounting or law, you've got third-party authority institutions who grant you the right to practice or can take that right away. So for most people throughout their whole lives, their status, title, much of their financial situation has been largely determined by other people. So when people go into their own business and it's suddenly up to them to set these things, it can take them a long time to come to terms with the fact that they are now in complete control. And that can be really scary. You know, everyone says they want to be their own boss and not be told what to do. But often when you give them that freedom, they really don't know what to do with it. They're looking for someone else to tell them what to do, how much they should be paid, what their work is is worth, because that's how it's been their entire lives. They feel like they've got some invisible ladder that they need to climb before they can earn the right to charge premium prices. And I see that a lot with you know my coaching students and people who've come through my various programs over the years. The most popular training pieces or the most popular questions I get asked are always around pricing. They want to see a price guide. They want to know how much they should charge for certain things. And the key mindset issue that you need to grasp and really just take on board is that charging premium prices, charging high prices, however you want to look at it, is a choice. And it's up to you to decide that you're going to make that choice because no one else is going to come up to you and tell you that you're worthy. 
no one else is going to come up to you and say, hey, I know you only quoted me $500 for that website, but I'd really love to give you $5,000. i would feel a lot better about the deal if we did that. That's just not going to happen. So you ask, and they'll either pay it or not. And that comes to another mindset of you need to look at the world like there's a lot of opportunity out there and that any one deal isn't going to make or break your business because the reality is it's probably not. Next up is confidence. People are naturally attracted to confidence. And if you sound unsure when you're talking to people, if you're you know a bit wishy-washy with how you kind of explain what it is you do and the value you provide, they will pick up on it. They may not pick up on it completely consciously, but on a deep unconscious level, they're going to know something isn't quite right and you know they kind of get, get the feel that you don't believe what it is you're talking about. I'm going to give you some very practical strategies later on in this episode for how you can overcome that and tools you want to start implementing to get really, really good at demonstrating your value. So one thing that worked really well for me to develop confidence, and I wasn't a very confident kid, I was quite shy, was simply practice, right? So I was a very shy, introverted kid. I'm still an introvert, but I've really developed a lot of my confidence and my sort of internal belief in myself, and I can sometimes appear quite extroverted. But I remember Gary Halbert, the late, great copywriter, said, if you want to be a better copywriter, go and get a door-to-door sales job. Now, for me at the time, I think I was around 19, maybe. This was one of the scariest propositions ever. You know, I didn't like talking to people. I didn't like picking up the phone and having a conversation. I didn't like answering the phone if it rang at the house. Like, I just really didn't like that small talk and talking to people. So the idea of going door to door and interrupting someone during their business day and trying to sell them something was really, really scary. And so I thought, hey, you know, I would need to get outside my comfort zone if things are going to change. So let's do this. And I I faced that fear and I went for it. And I ended up in a job selling telephone systems on Parramatta Road. Now, if you're not in Australia, you probably don't know Parramatta Road. It's one of our busiest um, streets. It's not quite a a freeway or a highway, but it's a really busy road that brings people um, from the city out to Parramatta. And It's one of the most popular places for door-to-door salesmen to try and sell stuff because there's just kilometer after kilometer of businesses. And so these guys literally get, you know, multiple people every day door knocking and coming in and they get really good at saying no and being really mean about how they do it. And so each morning at this job, before we hit the streets, we would have a little sales meeting and we would practice on each other. So I would practice selling the phone services to the other salesmen in the job and they would then practice on me and we would kind of role play. And at first I couldn't even look my buddy in the eye, let alone sell him, let alone remember what my script was or remember how to build the value or overcome objections. I couldn't even look him in the eye without either laughing or looking away or looking down. So this was a really tough thing for me. And when it came to actually selling to these guys, I literally, there was one time where I was sitting outside a business shaking for about two hours. I just couldn't drum up the courage to go in there and talk to this guy and say, hey, would you like a better deal on your telephone system? But eventually, with practice doing that morning role play, each day doing role play on the phone with some of my other friends who were in sales, with all that practice, I got better 
and now I'm fairly comfortable talking with people about just about anything, even things I don't have a clue about. I've learned how to ask questions and probe and, you know, get information out of people and use metaphors and be able to relate that back to things that I do know. And I'm quite good at that, but it really took a lot of practice. So if you don't have a lot of confidence in what you're doing right now, don't expect that that's just going to magically happen overnight. Expect that it's going to take some practice and some role playing. And it was one of the most powerful exercises I used to get um, my consulting tycoon clients to do was to role play with each other. We'd get them in a group, and you know they'll break off into pairs and role play. One person would be the business owner, the other person would be the consultant. Uh, perhaps making a cold call, or perhaps going through a consultation process, and just getting that kind of real world experience is invaluable from both sides. One of the great tools I used was a simple bathroom mirror. I think I read this in a book on sales way back in the day. And the great thing about this one is you don't need a partner. But just look yourself in the eye in the mirror and ask for the sale. Ask for the money. This can be really confronting for people. And again, this was something that I kind of struggled with. You know, I would never really thought about looking myself in the mirror as being something difficult to do. But when I actually did it and looked myself in the eye and tried to sell myself something as if I was a prospect, it was really weird and really uncomfortable. And again, I was looking away. I couldn't keep eye, eye contact with myself. I could see on my face that I didn't quite believe what I was talking about. And it really brought to the front a lot of um, both insecurities, but also I think um, inefficiencies or ineffectiveness in how I was doing what I was doing. And I just kept practicing until I started to believe it, until I started to believe what I was saying to myself really, really powerful tool. I know most people won't do this, but the ones that do always get back to me and say how effective it was. The last piece of confidence just comes from experience, and this can take time, and there's nothing wrong with that. So probably the most important mindset and the the core to just about everything I've taught over the last um, eight or nine years now has been about value, about providing value to people. So if you want to charge higher prices than you're charging now, you need to be able to demonstrate the value of what you provide and demonstrate that value to be well above the number that you want to charge. Now, we use a 10x multiplier as an absolute minimum. So if you want to charge $1,000 a month for someone, you should be looking to provide $10,000 of value to them as a ballpark. So our focus around value, we focus on the value of the thing we do rather than the time it takes. We focus on the value of the results we generate rather than the things that we do. We focus on the value of the assets that we're providing, not the work that gets done. Now, if I'm building a website and it takes me five days to build that website, one way to look at it is I should be charged for five days worth of my time, whatever that happens to be. But another way to look at it is I'm building an asset for that business. If I build the website the right way, that is going to generate leads and sales for them for you know three to five years before they're ready for a new website build. And depending on the business, that could be literally millions and millions of dollars in revenue. And that's a much more profitable way to look at things. It's a much more healthy way to look at things. You'll attract better clients by looking at things this way and you'll have a whole lot more fun in your business. I guarantee that. So we focus on the value of the strategies that we implement, not just the tactics and the, the um, stuff and technical things that you implement. We focus on getting better results for our clients, on fixing their pain, 
on the cost of not solving these problems, on the gap of where they're currently at and where they want to be. And your value, what are you worth in the world? Are you worth $20 an hour? Is that how you see yourself? Is that where you want to be? Or are you a $500 an hour type of person, $1,000 an hour, an infinite number per hour? So I see people making a lot of pricing mistakes. A lot of them are based around fear. Well, what if no one buys? What if they laugh at me? You know, what if they literally just laugh at me on the phone? What if they come back and say they can get it cheaper somewhere else? What if I lose the deal to someone else? A lot of these things are based around rejection, you know, the idea of getting kicked off the island. Well, let me tell you, you're going to get rejections at every price. You can offer to do things for free and you'll still have people say no. You can do things really cheaply and people will still say it's too expensive. So don't worry about rejection. Understand that it's not about the people who say no. It's about the people who say yes. And as long as you can develop systems to get enough of those people coming through the door who are going to say yes, you're going to have a really nice little business. So decisions that come from a place of fear are in nature defensive. And you can't be defensive for too long in business before you really start to fall behind. You need to have a a strong offense. So you need to come from a place of confidence and love and value rather than fear when you price. Some other pricing mistakes. Pricing based on your self-esteem, your feeling of not being worthy, that negative self-talk, the stories that you tell yourself that after a while you start to believe those limiting beliefs you have about what people are willing to pay or perhaps about what the competition is charging and using that as a barometer of what you can charge. Even using really basic pricing strategies like cost plus, where you take your cost to deliver the service, add a little bit of margin and price that way. Using no differentiation where people can easily compare what it is you do to a hundred other people. If you build websites and that's all you do, you've got about 10,000 competitors out there. And it's very, very hard to charge a premium price when your website looks and sounds exactly like the other person's website. The important factor to remember here is that the dollar figure for what it is you do is not the only factor in your prospect's decision. Somewhere in the region of 20% of people are primarily price-focused. In other words, the main thing that's going to determine whether they say yes or no is the price. Everyone else, price isn't their main factor. There's other factors that are well ahead of that. However, for both those groups, even for the people where price is their primary concern, there's all these other factors as well. Like Price is never the only thing. Just because you're the cheapest provider of pay-per-click services doesn't mean someone's going to work with you. If they don't believe that you can get the job done, if you aren't available when they need the job done, if you can't meet the deadline, you're not going to get the job no matter how good your pricing is. So understanding that the price you charge is one, and in many cases one small factor in whether you're going to get the business. There are other things like we've been talking about, the value that you can provide, the time it takes, whether you can meet certain deadlines, the relationship you're able to develop with your prospects, your reliability at getting results, your positioning in their mind, 
the context in which you people have come together and the work is going to be done, the opportunity that's in front of you, your self-image, the client self-image, the actual service that you're able to provide, both intangible and intangibles, their budget, exclusivity, the experience, your expertise, the timing of the project, their criteria. There's literally dozens of factors that go into who someone is going to choose for their marketing consultant and what they're willing to pay. And those factors are also like rubber. They stretch and they bend and they change over time and they'll change based on different contexts. One of the single most important things you want to break in your brain is that product price link. This is 90% in your head where you say a website is worth $3,000 or SEO services are worth $500 a month or an autoresponder email costs $200. Whatever these product price links you've got in your head, you've got to start to break these if you want to move up to the premium pricing. Most of the time, you'll find that you can double your current prices with very little negative effect. If you've listened to um, the podcast I did with Patrick, how to get $30,000 clients, you'll hear how he doubled his prices, no change in conversions, and then how we changed his pricing to a yearly model and he was charging $30,000 for something he used to charge you know, only a couple of thousand dollars, again, with very little negative effects in terms of conversions and selling people. You want to focus on targeting the right people who can afford what it is you want to charge, positioning yourself as someone who's going to get them the results they want to get. And I promise you that this product price link is much more firmly established in your head than it is the client's head. Look at like the price is right. Where they have whole bunch of different products and you've got to guess what the price is. Now, if you work at a washing machine factory or you're a washing machine salesman, you've probably got a pretty good idea of what various washing machines cost. And you'll know exactly, probably within $50 or so, what those machines cost. But when you look at the competitors on that show who generally don't work in you know small goods appliance stores, they're often off by hundreds of dollars because that product price link isn't firmly established in their head. So when they go to buy one of these items in a store, they don't have a firm price of exactly what it's actually worth or what it should cost. They're very susceptible to being manipulated by a salesman or being manipulated by just the prices that they see, the features and benefits that are presented to them. And it works the same in the consulting world. Clients don't necessarily have very firm grasp of, of what different things Um, could or should or perhaps might cost somewhere else and so they are quite open to being shown value being demonstrated results that you can generate them and paying a price that you quote so break that product price link and instead start to instill a product value link so start to look at the value that your products and services would provide to your ideal client. You know, if you did your SEO service for a client for 12 months, how much would that be worth to them? If you could get them on the first page for a couple of their keywords, what would that be worth to your ideal client? When I did this exercise for my clients, we're talking about hundreds of thousands, often millions of dollars. 
what's the value of that asset? If you're building a, a website, a lead generation system, doing some traffic for someone, what's that worth to them over three years, over five years, the average lifespan of a website? You're probably talking millions of dollars. The more you can do this, the more you'll start to understand your true value to the marketplace and the easier you'll find it to charge higher prices and attract better clients. So I want to share three very simple, fairly obvious, but very powerful strategies that I've had a lot of success with over the years and that many, many of my clients and students and coaching people, etc., have had good results with as well. So the first one, I've been harping on about this one for about six or seven years now, is to niche your business. Become a specialist either in a market, in a type of service, in solving a specific type of pain, in getting someone a specific type of result. Specialists tend to earn more than generalists. And it feels like you're constricting the market, like you're really limiting who you can go after. But when you realize that when you try to attract everyone, you end up appealing to no one, you realize that by specializing and by becoming a big fish in a small pond, in most cases, you actually increase the number of leads that you start generating. Not just better quality leads, not just premium prices, but more leads total. Because now you stand for something, and even if your potential market is you know, 100 thousandths of the size as if you were just going after every single business in the world, because you're stand out and stick in their mind so much clearer, you'll get more people coming towards you. It gives you a built-in differentiation against all those other people. You know, there's probably a million people out there that can build websites right now. There's hundreds of thousands of people in the world that can do SEO or AdWords or autoresponders or any of these online marketing things that we tend to sell. But there's not as many who specialize in certain niches or certain markets or solving certain problems for specific types of businesses. That's where the real money is. This is what allows you to do very targeted marketing with a message that's going to appeal to someone on a very deep level. Now, if you run a Facebook ad to general business owners saying, we build websites, we build really good responsive websites that get results, I'm pretty sure you're not going to get very many leads opting in to that little ad. But if you run the same ad with the same basic copy but targeted towards a niche, and you mentioned that you're specialists at building websites for the pest control industry or the accounting industry or lawyers, and you back that up with some kind of proof or case study or value build or result, the results from those type of targeted campaigns are always at least 10x better than a very generic marketing campaign because you get to talk to that specific market about their specific problems And in the first three seconds, it's obvious that you're a specific solution provider to that market. That instant position that people put you in their mind is 10 rungs above where you'd be if you're a generalist. Now, if you're still wondering about what niche to go into or how you should um, niche down your business into a market or whatever, I do have the 2017 niche cheat sheet on consultingtycoon.com. There's a link just on the homepage there. I've got 87 hot markets that either myself or my coaching clients have had success in. There's 30 different services that we're currently selling successfully. 
And I've also got in there my eight-point ideal client checklist. It's a free free download. Just give me your email address and I'll send that straight over to you. The next strategy that if you only did two things, niche down and implement this strategy, you'd be successful. It's a sales process. Having a defined strategic process for selling your services that's better than your prospect system for not buying. I'll say that again. A strategic process for selling your services that's better than your prospect system for not buying. See, people are really good at saying no. Business owners get sold to day in, day out, all the time. And if they said yes to everything, they would have a billion projects on their plate and no money in their bank. So they get really good at saying no, weeding out things that don't seem to fit the bill, weeding out things that aren't the best solution for them. So your sales process has to be better than their system for saying no. Now, if you're an Insiders member, I've got my advanced sales training inside the community where you can see my exact sales script that we use in our consulting business. I walk you through my sales process. And more importantly than either of those, I show you exactly how to develop your own sales process from everything that leads up to speaking with a client, then the actual process of speaking with them, closing them in a single phone call, and even what happens after that so that you keep them. If you're not a member, you should join consultingtycoon.com forward slash insiders. You can read more about what's in the community and who would be a good fit in there. But you've got to have a process. You've got to have something that's a system that you take every prospect through that you can tweak and refine over time and get better at. When you have that, sales start becoming predictable. And when you start putting the right type of prospects in there, the results start becoming really predictable as well. The third strategy is developing abs. I'm not talking about a a well-defined stomach, although that's probably a good thing as well. I'm talking about always be selling. And I don't mean always be pitching or always be, you know, trying to flog something to someone. I mean, educating people around what it is you do, who you can help, how you can help them and demonstrating value. That's what I think of when I think of selling. So educating people around what it is you do and how you can benefit them. And this is one of the key, key differentiators I see between people who just have this natural ability to sell at higher prices and those that need a bit of you know perhaps work or coaching or instruction to get there it's this ability to to sell ability to educate someone to show them the opportunity to demonstrate the value of what it is you do and why you're better than someone else why you deserve to be paid more that's essentially what the sales process is so, you know, some of the ways we've done this in our business, we um, sometimes will do video reviews for a client and we'll walk them through showing them how many searches there are for particular keywords in their, their market. And we'll walk them through what the search results look like and which of their competitors are around there. We'll show them, you know, approximately how much they're spending with some of those, you know, tools like SEM Rush and those things. And we'll just show them the opportunity and say, look, this guy over here is spending $5,000 plus on AdWords. He's been doing that for the last year or two. We're pretty confident he's going to be getting a pretty good return on that. No one spends $5,000 a month if they're not making money. Because a lot of business owners just simply aren't aware of how big the opportunity is in their market. For pay-per-click, we'll show them their click costs. We'll show them how much traffic's available for their various keywords. 
We'll just walk them through what we see as the opportunity. Demonstrating value. Talking about different strategies. Showing them how you can solve their problems. I've got a client at the moment and when we first started working together, one of the reasons why they engaged me with their big pain, I could see it in his eyes when he was telling me this story, the big pain that he had. They had a mailing list of a, a couple of thousand people and in their mind, they you know, had this list of a couple of thousand people and all they had to do was to start reaching out to them and they'd easily be able to drum up business. But when they started digging a little bit deeper into this list, they realized that the vast majority of that list was dead cold. They hadn't responded to anything in months, if not years. They hadn't opened an email. They hadn't you know, bought anything. They hadn't shown any sign of life for years. That immediately cut the list by about 70 or 80%. It was just absolutely decimated, the number of people that were on that list that were just completely cold. And then when we started digging deeper into the remaining people, we started doing calls to them just to see where they're at with their um, their current solution and you know how they're going with something that perhaps they'd bought from us in the past, we realized that the vast majority of the people who are left were no longer prospects or were happy with their you know current solution and just didn't need us right now. And I could see the pain in his eyes where he went from one day literally thinking his business just needed to make a couple of cold calls and they'd be completely fine to the next day realizing he had absolutely nothing in the pipeline He's got pretty big overheads, he's got staff, etc., and he had nothing coming up. And that was one of the reasons why they engaged me. And I was able to show them how I could solve that problem, walk them through a couple of strategies that we could implement quite quickly to overcome those challenges, rebuild the list up, re-engage people even from the existing list. I was able to explain the process that we use and walk him through, look, this is how we do what we do. This is why we're able to get results. One of my clients at the moment um, sells Facebook ads to businesses and um, you know, part of his process is quite involved. He'll develop a number of campaigns for a client and within those campaigns, there's a number of different targeting options that they use and for each of the targeting options, there's a bunch of different ads that they create and all of those ads are going to two or three different split-tested landing pages. And so as part of his education process, he shows people why they might have been unsuccessful with Facebook in the past by how different he does things. So the average business owner who says they've tried Facebook or tried anything and has not been successful is they created one campaign and they had one targeting option and they created one ad and they had one landing page. None of them were very good. They were all amateurish attempts. And they threw a couple of dollars at it, tried it for a day or a week. It didn't work and they threw it in the bin. That's how most people approach these things and then so they didn't have any success. When you can explain your process and say, look, here's how we get consistent results. And you walk them through and show just how much work goes in, just how much knowledge and experience that goes into creating a successful game. And they can contrast and compare that with their failed approach. They can intuitively see the value that you provide and why you're able to get results and they're willing to invest a whole lot more in someone who can do that compared to someone who just says, yeah, but we're really good at Facebook. We can we can definitely help you. I'll help you get better results. It's a lot more persuasive if you've got a process and you can explain that process. I'll even look at a client's existing tracking or reporting systems and demonstrate value in there. So we'll look at their analytics 
and we'll look for leaky buckets. We'll look for pages that aren't converting as well, and we'll show them ways we could increase that. Part of our uh, sales process for my AdWords agency is we do an audit. So we look for what's wrong in their account. Where are they wasting money? Where do they you know, not have negative keywords? Where are they missing opportunities? And quite often, we're able to demonstrate enough value just off that first initial audit that the cost to engage us is essentially free because we can save them more money in the first month than we're going to charge them for our services. And then if our services actually work and we get better results than they're currently getting, that's all gravy. So in terms of this always be selling, this constant ongoing education of people, you want this to happen throughout your business, throughout your sales process, throughout that life cycle from the the content you create, the marketing you do, the conversations you have with people, the sales conversations, the strategy sessions, the proposals you do if you do proposals, all of these things should be layered with these little sales pieces because it makes a huge difference in a client's understanding of exactly what you do, where you fit into the puzzle and how you can solve their problems. Now, the great thing about moving to a higher price model is you don't have to throw out what you've currently got, right? You don't have to just one day go from charging $1,000 for a website to charging $10,000 tomorrow. You don't have to do that, although you can. What a lot of people will do is just start raising prices for each client. We just had a new member join Insiders the other day and he told his story of starting his business where for the first month he charged $250 a month for his paid advertising services. For the second client, he charged them $500 a month and now he's up to $2,000 a month. And that change, that process can happen really, really quickly. You can also start to introduce higher price packages. Keep the packages you've got right now if you've got multiple packages, maybe drop the low one and increase the highest price one or introduce a new higher price one. I had a client many, many years ago and we helped them develop a $7,000 a month SEO package. And when I first told people about this, they would just blew their mind that someone could be charging $7,000. This was about maybe eight years ago now. It blew their mind. They were like, what on earth is in this $7,000 SEO package? How can you charge that much? Well, the answer was we just did twice as much that was in their $4,000 a month package. That's all. Really simple stuff. But there's people who want that high level of service and they won't buy it from you unless you offer it. If you present someone a $1,000 package and a $3,000 package, 99 times out of 100, the most money they're going to spend with you is that $3,000 package. If you also offer a $10,000 package... 95 people might still choose the $3,000 one, but you're going to get a couple that choose the higher price one. And that's where you can really increase the overall margins of your business quite dramatically. We'll often add what I call a gold option to every proposal or to every um, project that we're looking at doing. And the gold option is, it's the one that's you know five or 10 times more expensive than the package you think they're going to go for. It's the package that you don't really expect anyone to go for. It's priced so high and is of such a high level of service and value that while everyone would benefit from it, in your mind, you don't think anyone could actually afford it or would believe that you're able to deliver on that. It should make you uncomfortable. And it's really surprising how many people actually take you up on this and how quickly you start even raising the prices of these gold option packages. 
And if you find you're still struggling with getting people to say yes, obviously you want to look at the things we've talked about today, things like the confidence and how you present yourself, how effective your sales process is and how well you fit into that sales process if it is you doing the selling. But another thing to think about is simply targeting better clients. A lot of people are trying to sell multi-thousand dollar packages to people who can only ever make hundreds of dollars from that or in a business that is fundamentally flawed in one way or another that they're simply not going to get the value or they don't have the right mindset to even see the value or comprehend the value. So start looking at better clients and realize that you can service them and they're just as easy to work with as the lower level clients. Most of the time, they're a lot more fun. The results are easier to generate because they're already more successful and have more resources available to make this stuff happen. Some real simple action steps from this week's podcast. Number one, make that decision. If you want to start raising your prices, if you want to start getting high value clients, you've got to first decide. Nothing will happen until you decide to do it. Number two, bring that decision into reality. Sit down and map out a package at a higher price than what you've currently got now. Write the price down. Work out your value demonstration. Number three, how are you going to sell this to someone? Why is this package that's five times more than what you're currently charging, why is it worth that? Why are you the person that's worth investing with to implement that strategy? Step four, start practicing this. If you've never quoted $5,000, if you've never looked someone in the eye and said that'll be $10,000, start practicing on yourself now. You'll improve really, really quickly no matter how much you struggle with at the start. Like I know I did, you will improve really quickly. And the fifth and final step is start asking. You won't get those higher prices until you start asking for higher prices. I told a funny story uh, quite a while ago now where one of my coaching clients came to me and he said, Kyle, you know, the most I, I seem to be able to charge for, I think it might have been SEO services, is, you know, $2,000. I can't seem to charge any more. And I said, well, what's the most you've ever quoted for SEO services? And he said, $2,000. And I said, well, that's your problem. And it's, you know, it's kind of a funny story, but it's shocking how many people say they can't do something. And the only reason they haven't done that yet is they haven't actually tried. In their mind, they might've somehow tried because they've thought about it and they've imagined it not working or imagined all the different ways it possibly couldn't work but they haven't actually taken the idea into the real world and tried it on 5, 10, 15, 20 people. So decide that you want to start moving into that premium price category, whatever that means to you. That might be $1,000, it might be $10,000, it might be $100,000. Whatever it is, decide that that's where you're going to be. Create your packages and your pricing around that. Figure out the value demonstration and know that you can deliver that value to people Start practicing and then start asking. Guys, that's it for this week's podcast on how to charge premium prices today. I hope you got value from this episode. If you did, I'd love if you can write me a review over on iTunes, let other people know about the podcast. I think we're up to six listeners now, so we've doubled from last week. That's really fantastic. But if we can get to seven or eight, man, we could really change some lives. And if you didn't like the podcast, send me an email, kyle at consultingtycoon.com. 
gmail.com. Let me know how I can improve, what I can do better. I'm here to serve you guys. I hope you're getting value out of the podcast. I'm really enjoying doing them. Again, they're going to be coming out every single Wednesday. I'm going to hold myself accountable. You guys hold me yourself accountable as well. Um, if you're not a member of the Consulting Tycoon Insiders community, I'd love to have you on board. Come in board, give it a try for a month or so, and see how much value I can provide you in there as well. Uh, we've got coaching threads. There's tons of content and training in there. Um, check it out, consultingtycoon.com forward slash insiders. You can read all about it there, and we've got a promo code on the website at the moment to give you a pretty big discount.